Hi everyone, welcome to Around the World in 80s Movies. My name is Vince Leo. I am the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. I invite you to check that site out for over 4,000 written reviews. And you can also check out my other podcast where I cover new releases. That's the Quipster Film Review Podcast. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R is how to spell Quipster. Today I'm going to be looking at the third and final of the three movies that I'm going to be doing in which I cover high school movies that have a time travel aspect to them. It's called My Science Project. Previously, I did Peggy Sue Got Married, and before that, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. This one goes smack dab into the middle of the 1980s, 1985. It's a comedy. It's a sci-fi film. It's a PG-rated film because of violence and language, and it runs an hour and 34 minutes. John Stockwell is the main star. Fisher Stevens, Danielle Von Zernick, Dennis Hopper, Raphael Sbarge, Barry Corbin and Wedgworth and Richard Mazur are also in this film. The director and the screenwriter is Jonathan R. Betwell. John Stockwell here in this film, he's playing a high school teen named Mike Harlan. He also works as a very prideful car mechanic, although he finds himself on the verge of flunking out of school if he can't turn in a class project for his science teacher, the ex-hippie Bob Roberts, played by Dennis Hopper. Seeking inspiration on something he can put together in a flash, he and his nerdy classmate Ellie Sawyer, played by Danielle Von Zernick, they trespass into an Air Force base that's mostly used these days as a junkyard, and they pull out from a hidden bunker a strange and pulsating contraption of unknown origin that had been pulled out of a crashed alien spacecraft discovered and housed by the military at that base back in the 1950s. Tagging along is Mike's smart-alecky, braggart best friend named Vince, played by Fisher Stevens. And Mike ends up tinkering with that contraption, and he ends up bringing it to life. And they soon find that the device can rip open a portal into the time-space continuum that allows objects from other eras and dimensions into the immediate vicinity. And soon, it encompasses the entire high school. Unfortunately... The power to this contraption is seemingly endless, so it's up to these teenagers to put a lid back on the Pandora's box they've opened through its discovery. Now, my science project in the 1980s was churned out from Disney's burgeoning, more mature studio, Touchstone Pictures. I think it was their third release. It has some nifty high-concept ideas, but it ends up churning them through the proverbial Hollywood ringer. It looks to other familiar properties in order to deliver its story, and it hopes that it can ride the same wave. Some comparisons to Ghostbusters here it was released the prior year. That's the most immediate influence in terms of the development of the special effects that are used in this film, as well as the jokey characterizations. Unfortunately, unlike Ghostbusters, the laughs and thrills mostly end just when the climax of the film begins, as Betuel runs the proceedings as if he didn't have a script to draw from for the final act of the film, even though he is the credited screenwriter. The cliches don't end there. The movie recycles ideas from Star Wars and a whole host of other science fiction projects that resulted in Star Wars' wake. It was released a little over a month after the very hugely popular high school sci-fi comedy that also deals with time travel, Back to the Future, of course, I'm talking about, and it was released the same week as another high-concept sci-fi school comedy, Real Genius. So that's why it didn't generate the buzz necessary to become even an accidental hit. Back to the Future made five times the money at the box office in its sixth week of release than my science project made in its debut. The screenplay, scripted by Jonathan Betwell, this is his first time as director, 
He scripted before a minor hit the prior year, The Last Starfighter. It's a very well-known 80s film for those who love films of that decade. He shopped around the script for My Science Project, but he would only sell the project to a studio that was willing to let him direct. And Touchstone Pictures took a chance on it, though they limited him to a $10 million budget. Not a lot of money for a very special effects heavy film. This one doesn't aim particularly high. The film has a few watchable moments, but whatever modest setup could have teed off into a bit of a low-grade entertainment quickly dissipates into a second half that's full of mayhem. It's full of destruction, but it contains very little humor value or any modicum of suspense. Betwell lets the effects work do all of the uh, heavy lifting and trying to entertain audiences that, by that point, probably already checked out on the stock stereotype characters and their plights. It gets very noisy, it gets very violent. The teens take up arms against the dangerous foes from prehistory, including a T-Rex that makes an appearance all the way up through Spacemen of the Future. The performances are silly, they're over the top, especially Dennis Hopper in a very small supporting role as the drugged out conspiracy theory touting teacher that capitalizes on Hopper's 1960s counterculture icon status in which he must have thought he was doing a much funnier and more daring movie. He even gets to don his Easy Rider costume. It's a bit of an homage there for fans of Hopper. The same goes for Richard Mazur, who plays this sheriff that's investigating the trouble that he feels that these youngsters are getting themselves into. His character borrows very heavily from the likes of Nick Nolte in his demeanor. It's something possibly intentional there. His character's name is Detective Nolte. The leads, Stockwell, who's probably a bit old for the role, he's 24 and he kind of looks like it, and Von Zernick are, they're likable, but they're largely bland and ultimately forgettable as characters, and that leaves much of the zanier moments in the hands of a more charismatic Fisher Stevens, who also obviously into his 20s, but he does score a few zingers, and yet he still comes off as more obnoxious than amusing most of the time. Perhaps the worst part of my science project is the sheer shoddiness of it. It has an obviously redubbed sound. The sound design, it makes it feel like a foreign film. It certainly isn't, but the dubbing makes it feel like that. And very murky, lackluster photography. It's compounded by poor use of lighting. Lighting is one of the first things to go when there's not enough budget. And when you're pouring this much money into the special effects, the lighting, unfortunately, makes the film look very dark and bleak most of the time. And it makes some of the more impressive efforts into the special effects and the makeup and the miniatures, including some work by legendary Rick Baker. It seems much cheaper in the process. And the sound, though, is the worst of it. Bad Foley work, a tinny Hissfield dialogue track. It feels like it was all recorded after the filming was in the can and it's compounded by a score that might be considered lackluster at best. My Science Project was released smack dab in the middle of the 1980s and that means it's going to likely appeal to those who just love goofball quintessentially 80s movies but certainly its appeal does not extend far beyond that demographic at all. You know, it takes more than a few interesting ideas to make a credible movie but My Science Project lacks the budget or the deft hands at the helm to see these ambitions solidify into something more satisfying. The impetus for the plot of this film is an attempt for its main character to get a passing grade, but as an undertaking on its own, my science project is, I would give it a D-plus effort at best for anyone who's not nostalgic for films of the 1980s like this one. If you saw this as a kid, perhaps you'll be more forgiving, but I think that it's appropriate that it found a place in the junkyard of also ran 80s cinema, perhaps only worth unearthing by those seeking to find a hidden treasure 
of the era. I'm giving my science project two stars out of four. Two stars on my scale means that I do think that this is lacking something vital that would keep it from becoming at least a watchable movie for most people. And I think that I think is missing here is something fresh, something new, something vital. You know, these characters are very stock. I will say this film does have an audience out there. You know, you take almost any movie from the 1980s or any movie from anyone's childhood of any era, and you're going to find an audience out there that for some reason liked it. I'm sure there are some people who are listening to this review right now who are thinking that I am off my rocker for not liking my science project, that it is way cool. This is one of those films that I saw at the time at a drive-in with another movie. And both films, whatever they were that were playing there, I completely forgot. I was watching my science project and I barely remember anything about it just a few special effects shots that kind of stuck with me but it is very much a forgettable film of the 1980s i love 1980s movies and i actually i gotta be honest with you i kind of had a good time watching this for all of the nostalgic reasons for the music and the fashion and all of the other very formula 1980s aspects to it but that's kind of ironic movie watching i really don't think that this is a movie that i would actually recommend to most people So anyway, I hope I really didn't dump too much onto a beloved childhood favorite for you. Just know that a lot of these movies I still consider bad, but I still kind of love them at the same time. That's why I do Around the World in 80s movies. I really have a love for this decade. This was my formative time in terms of watching movies, and I have a lot of great fondness for movies, both good and bad at the same time. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the review nonetheless. And if you want to hear more of these reviews, I do encourage you to click the subscribe button where you can get a new film review every week from the 1980s. And next week, guess what? I'm going to continue on. Might as well stick with this role. High school comedies. I've mentioned it during my review. I'm going to start the Back to the Future trilogy. Yes, Back to the Future from 1985 is my next review. So if you haven't seen that, watch it again and get ready for my review. And we'll see if we agree on that film. Don't forget, check out the Quipster Film Review Podcast for more of my new material. I think I'm finally getting around to watching Justice League. I'm going to review that one next, so check that out. And until next time, thank you, everyone, for joining me on this trip around the world in 80s movies. We all know it's so hot.